0: You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. You feel the pumped! You a It's your boy, DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Let's go! Witty Nation, welcome to Witty Not Funny Sports Live, presented by Traveling Growler. The number one self-rated Buffalo sports show covering the Bills, Sabers, entertainment, and everything in between, and as always, part of the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Make sure you follow us on Twitter right at the bottom there at witty sports seven one six, or if you call it X these days, same thing. Follow us on there at witty sports seven one six. We love following back, so hit us up there uh, and check out every show Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day of the week. The best Bills content, YouTube, Facebook. At Built in Buffalo underscore we are your hosts i am matt and welcome back to the show tony tony how's it going tonight it couldn't be better matt
1: hello to you hello and seasons greetings to witty city and all of witty nation
0: it is that time of year i feel like we uh next week as a preview we should do like um like a christmas song titles bill style <laughs> eh. Okay, we'll see the if I agree to come on the Christmas show next song. week,
1: even though it's a little close to break.
0: <laughs> we got to get one more show whether it's post or after or before. The I mean, holidays. it's
1: we're gonna have a lot to talk about after Sunday's game.
0: We will have a lot to talk no about. Which the bills are to right to, back uh, in the thick of There's gonna be a
1: lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah.
0: There's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, and we want you to talk about everything uh, that's on your mind, too, viewers. Uh, make sure you comment, like, subscribe right at the bottom. Hit that like button. We really appreciate it. Super Chats, uh, the modern-day podcaster is the past version of The Starving Artist, so hit that Super Chat. Yeah, you got it, Tony. You got that analogy. Yeah, nailed it. You nailed it. It took a little it. while, but... We're there. We're now. We nailed it, Uh, Tony. Since you weren't here last week, um, and and we haven't mentioned, or I don't think the national media has mentioned, the Bills' offense as the Brady Bunch yet. Still no song parody. There is no there.
1: There is no parody. Uh, I was even even last night. I was watching, and I wasn't watching. I was out to eat, and the TV's behind like the TVs that I was facing, you know, behind like the rest of my table were tuned right. to were tuned to ESPN and to a local sports show. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be it. Like, I'm not engaging at this table at all. I know, like I saw ESPN was talking about the bills like for so long, it was insane and really <laughs> taking a deep dive into them. And like, that's the all perfect time that you'd think they would put in a graphic like that. Just like, on just like you know text title to nothing they've been talking about and then it's just like the brady bunch bunch of stats before and after i was waiting for it because it's not like that isn't a situation that like you have to put a lot of effort into you know they and right. they don't put a lot of effort into those titles like that's that's <laughs> nor they on. do like i'm gonna see it
0: nor do they put a lot of effort into those shows and their talking points
1: <laughs> yeah
0: very just yeah, like, the basic
1: pitches. What do you want? So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so the so I, I thought for sure that would be it. And I'm like, I I you know don't know that I'm gonna see it during a game, but
0: I didn't think it would take this long. I'm very surprised. Maybe next time. I'm very surprised maybe. as well. Maybe someone. If if you're in the comments and you've have seen the Brady bunch referenced in relation to the Bills offense, link us a tweet or put it in the comments somewhere. Uh, so we can get Tony's song parodies back because we do miss them. But we have in solidarity, we have to hold out. Yeah, we have to stay strong, Tony. Um, uh, Tony, you missed last week. Obviously, uh, a tumultuous week for you to miss at One Bills Drive. Yeah,
1: I mean, in some Uh, ways. My question to you
0: is: Is this because you're not on the fan advisory board anymore? Everything just goes (laughs) to shit.
1: Uh I mean that makes
0: sense. It does. It's all chaos. I have no counter argument. Anarchy now. Yep, I have no counter arguments to that. <laughs> Cuz Tony's not on the fan advisory board. Yeah, um, My turn is off over. The show, the bells are fired. I, yes, exactly. Um I will say the thing we want to talk about um to kind of catch up viewers uh, since you weren't here last week uh and it, it, it's kind of breaking news actually maybe those most important bills news of the week um uh, more so than the chiefs win on sunday more more so than the upcoming cowboys game this upcoming sunday uh they just announced tony breaking right here on the show halftime show for sunday corgi racing yes i know everyone wants to talk about it. i know you want mm-hmm. to talk about it I know I'm excited to talk about it. Let's dive into Corgi Racing. I know if there's one venue
1: made for Corgi Racing, (laughs) it's a 73,000 capacity stadium.
0: In the middle of December. We are going to have great views
1: of these Corgis. (laughs) I can't wait to see the Uh, little dot just trot its way across the field.
0: uh, Yeah, it'll be like you're waiting for a a text to come through on your phone you just see little yeah. dots <laughs> uh, uh
1: still
0: better than the stadium the still better than the stampede
1: still better. uh i i agree like it's always nice to have a you know something that someone put effort into instead of like the defaulting to well we couldn't figure anything out so we're going with the stampede so yes right. i am excited i'm excited about the 40 races <laughs>
0: I wonder where these corgis
1: are sourced from. I wonder if it's going to be some of the corgis from my neighborhood that I see walking around.
0: And if you are going to the game and you enjoy the corgi racing as well, you can get autographs from the corgis at the party in the pit after the game. Oh my gosh, they're making an appearance. They'll be there. Wow. They'll be making an appearance. Wow. You just blew my (laughs) mind, baby. man. I don't know if we can handle that type of celebrity. Uh, Tony, since you were out last week, uh, just before we get into this Chiefs game, what? What are kind of just your thoughts uh, about what went down last week? Uh, High level, you know, maybe not speaking directly about the Von Miller incident and the arrest or the Sean McDermott three part article that came out from Ty Dunn. But uh, as a fan, like what's what's your pulse? What are you feeling uh, knowing this stuff is in in the lexicon now is in existence uh are you feeling i don't know are you feeling lost as a fan
1: Matt, you are muted i did not hear anything you said after lost as a fan can you hear me now yes i can
0: Okay, good. Uh, as a fan, do you think like the McDermott era was a farce? Do you think well, speaking of fallacies or farce or fake whatevers, uh, Von Miller, the biggest BSer in Bill's organizational history, do you think, do you think like this is just too much to overcome, regardless of the results Sunday, which was good? It wasn't pretty, but it was the result we needed. Uh, but looking at the whole season and the rest of the season. What's your pulse as a fan? How are you feeling with this news? Uh, uh,
1: Towards the news, I am feeling dismissive. I, it's not really moving the needle for me one way or the other. Uh, the Von Miller thing. I mean, I'm not, I would say that I'm feeling less trustworthy of John, of, of Von Miller and of John Miller. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he left us in the dust. The old offensive lineman.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: And uh, I never trusted that guy anyway.
1: No, exactly. So, uh, Von Miller, I'm feeling less trustworthy, I suppose, um, of his, I don't know, uh, character, I suppose. And um, yeah. towards the Sean McDermott situation, I'm feeling incredibly dismissive of that. I I basically just saw that as... Uh, we lost that game when the pressure was on and uh, the I, I just saw that as a member of the media trying to uh, take the first step in a media cycle to try and run McDermott out of town. Um, and it's like is it from three, it was a thing from three years ago and like right. we're bringing this up now, like okay and I didn't and I was just like, I'm like this isn't I have real things to worry about. It's not, and it's not this.
0: (laughs) The timing was was interesting of the article. Um, It felt like the timing was purposeful. Uh, I love the, uh, I, I shouldn't say I love in actuality, but I love the idea of some of the people out there being like, this was a conspiracy and we love our conspiracies here. Whether, yeah, this is a conspiracy that Sean put this article out to bring the team together when they were at their lowest. Right. <laughs> Interesting. We can all
1: rally around me
0: is what Sean is saying. Yes. Yeah. We can all rally. And it kind of, if that's the case and it's not, it's its about as uh, truthful as the DeMar Hamlin body double, <laughs> I guess. Um, what do but... you mean? That is truthful. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Of course, Amar Damlin, Amar Damlin himself, uh, earning that paycheck, Mm -hmm. Uh, the body double, not Damar himself. But um, we we saw after the game, like the team obviously coming out in support of their coach and in the locker room afterwards saying, we got your back coach and all this stuff. So, I mean, if they needed like a thing to bring them together Mm -hmm. uh, for any comic book fans, there's an old comic book and it was a movie years back called the Watchmen. it was actually a show a couple years back Mm -hmm. as well uh there's a character called ozymandias who his grand plan was in the end to release like this alien that would practically wipe out half the population and it was a needed thing to bring everyone together whether it was race religion whatever your differences were come together to fight this one single threat and the tie down article seems to be that one single threat that has brought this bills team together. So, right. Um, interesting timing, interesting context. Uh, we talked about it last week in full, but since you weren't here, I just wanted to kind of, kind of get your thoughts. So, um, with that being said, Tony, I thought as we do to top off the show, uh, something fun last week, uh, we had Akeem Richens, uh, from built in Buffalo on who does the pregame and, uh, off the edge on saturdays and it was he was a a sport and a half to say the least playing along (laughs) with our ridiculousness but uh we played a fun game relating in sync songs to bill's players uh this week i thought we would do since it is that time of year we would get bill's players holiday gift lists what do these bills players want this year for the holidays uh, Tony, I thought we'd do two each. Okay. That's okay with you. Uh, would you like to do honors this week and kick it off with the player and what gift we are giving him this holiday season? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we are going to give Latavius Murray, filling the role of
1: spell slash backup running back, we're going to get him, you know, for – what do you get for a guy like that, a guy who has it all already? Well, that's when you don't go material gifts. You go for an experience. Uh, so we're getting him, we're getting him a, uh, fitting to his role, fitting to his job. Um, we're going to get him a cooking class from Carlos Williams, the Carlos Williams cooking class.
0: Oh gosh.
1: Now I don't know if Carlos Williams, uh, teaches at New York kitchen, uh, where you can take cooking classes. You've been to New York kitchen, um, but the yeah venue. for for my wedding <laughs> the, uh, so the um so Carlos Williams cooking classes uh perfect for the backup running back in your life a fun experience and if you're pregnant everyone has a good
0: time. No <laughs> the, the the thing is like. I am 50-50. I am a coin flip on whether the Carlos Williams cooking experience is a real or fictitious thing. <laughs> yeah. It could very well be a real thing, and I'd be like, that makes perfect sense. It's a cooking class, and the main <laughs> yeah. ingredient is Fruit Loops.
1: Oh, sign me up for that cooking class.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing. Even I I'm can't blow guessing. that
1: dish. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, great. It, it, if it is a real thing, I would sign up at a second. That would be a oh, me too. great content. Um (laughs) Carlos Williams cooking class. Love it. Love it. Uh Tony, for my first uh gift to give, I am going to go right to Stefan Diggs, our wide receiver number one, who's had his struggles recently. And we'll talk about that a little later as we get into the Chiefs review. Uh to combat these struggles. The guy just wants to come home, rough day at the office, rough day on the field, wants to come home to a loved one. As we know from Steph Diggs. He has a little trouble finding a loved one. Not a lot of players would let their sisters date Steph Diggs. So what are we going to get Steph Diggs to help him through the struggles to come home, have a cuddle buddy, have someone to to vent to, to make him right? We are going to buy him a year subscription to Match.com. We need to find him as soulmate. (laughs) Well, it's going to be tough because he's... These players won't let their sisters date him, but someone out there online, a brother will let their sister date Stefan Diggs. I guarantee it. So for Stefan Diggs holiday gift this year, a year subscription to match.com. This segment sponsored by match.com. Find yours.
1: <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's tough because is Steph ready? Is he still licking his wounds from That's nefarious Neff Davis? On Instagram, that Instagram girl that we have discussed in the past.
0: The con artist, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, it, if if Steph is emotionally ready from that experience, then I wish him the best on Match.com, <laughs> where he can find, <laughs> you know, so, someone who is everything he never knew he always wanted.
0: Right <laughs> there on Match.com. The it's settle down. It's, it's, time. it's time. It's time, Steph. Steph. It's time, Steph. You're a role model con- in a young man's life. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Get away from that Neff. Nah, she's bad news. Settle down with a nice, mm-hmm. nice Buffalo woman like Dawson Knox did. That's true. People come to Buffalo <laughs> great- and
1: become their best selves.
0: And, and find that their significant other. Yeah. Yep. That's right, <laughs> uh, viewers. If if you have a player and gift you would give them, uh, please leave it in the comments. Let us know what you think. Uh, the players on the Bills should be getting this holiday season. Maybe Gabe Davis, you'll gift him a, a new pair of gloves or something. But uh, Tony, your second one, uh, who are you giving a gift to? And what is that gift? This okay,
1: man, man, have you ever given a gift that's really it's just like, I'm giving this to you, but like, it's a gift for myself. Maybe you've done <laughs> that course. with a spouse, of course. Well, that's kind of what this is. Because uh, I know that I've been waiting for the, the word, for the headlines to hit. When is Dion Dawkins gonna be on below deck? He's got this partnership with Captain Sandy selling whatever they're selling teacher or something, and so my get we have to get Dion Dawkins on the yacht. We gotta get this yes. guy we gotta get this guy on in the med uh so what I'm giving Dion Dawkins is you know five days four nights on I forgot what captain Sandy's yacht is called, but you know. On that, and it for all of us so that I can, so that we can all enjoy the snowman on the on the waves, being served. Yeah. That's what we need. We need <laughs> we need perfect. this guy on below deck.
0: Bill's content on I'm Bravo add to that. is what
1: we're here for. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, I'm going to add to that. Uh, the snowman name I just learned. The showman nickname came from when he was younger. Uh, he loved snow days, like having snow days and school canceled. And yeah, didn't we he all did his little like finger? Of course we did. They made a movie about it. Who doesn't love a good snow day? And he does his little like finger. You see a lot of players doing that finger thing with the, the the point now as a celebration. Deion Dawkins does that sometimes. And um, he did that and he got that and he got the nickname snowman from snow days and his nose would be runny and boogery and he need a Kleenex to wipe his nose. I didn't know that until now, so I'm going to add to your gift, and it's a great gift because it gets cold in the middle of the water, in the middle of the ocean. It does. So he needs a box of Kleenexes. I'm going to add a box of Kleenexes to Dion. Add a box of Kleenexes in there. Help the snowman out.
1: (laughs) We're all experiencing it with these fluctuating temperatures. Help Dion out here.
0: He's too boogery. Right. He's Too boogery, he can't be boogery on below death. Then, when he, Bravo doesn't when he want flies that content. from the
1: northeast over to the med to get picked up, no, I mean, come on, nope,
0: it's not happening. That
1: That's gonna, he's gonna get a sinus infection. We got to get this guy some Kleenex,
0: yes, absolutely. Uh, Tony, my second final one, I'm going with our favorite player, maybe everyone's favorite player, the He Wolf himself, Khalil Shakir. Uh, fun stat before I get into my gift, I'm gifting Khalil. Hashtag He get it trending, everyone, by the way. Uh, over the past four games, guess who is the leading receiver on the bills in yards? Is it? No, it's not Gabe Davis, it is Khalil Shakir. Well, I knew it wasn't Gabe Davis. So the He Wolf is howling. He's in reception weeks, yards, uh, this is right, yeah. That's how i are yeah. it. Okay. Okay. With like okay, the least yeah. amount of targets too, out of like all the eligible. Because all because so. all he does is make big plays. All he does is make big plays. He's as we've been saying, He Wolf this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so to honor He Wolf's great play this past four weeks, and quite frankly, this season, quite frankly, his whole career, because he is the He Wolf and he's the greatest thing to hit a football field ever. Uh, I think we just need to. To do this, and I'm going to pull up a picture No, the wolf coat. I love this. He He would look great in it. He would look great in the wolf coat. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't look? I mean, everyone would look great in the wolf coat. But He-Wolf would look extra special in the wolf coat. Uh, I think it's only fitting that he embraces the He-Wolf moniker as we've wanted him to all year. And buys a wolf coat he can just wear all the time. Really let people know the he-wolf has arrived. And this is different than the Chiefs wolf who like robs banks and wears pit viper glasses. This is an actual he-wolf who makes an impact on the football field and is a good person. Not like the Chiefs and all their bad people, fans and players alike. Uh, Khalil Shakir, I'm gifting you the wolf coat. I'm
1: jealous. I'm gonna take it from him. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that he's getting it.
0: <laughs> we should all get
1: matching wolf coats. Like everyone in the he wolf, you know, like fans. Oh party. yeah, right. Well all get he wolf army.
0: The he wolf army. Yeah, the he wolf. Yeah the
1: he, wolf Ar- yeah, the he. Yeah. Well,
0: what's the wolf pack? The he wolf pack. The wolf pack. There. Yeah, the perfect. wolf. Pack. Yeah, the he wolf pack. Yeah. The he wolf pack. Yeah, we're all gonna get. Uh, that's your initiation. That's into the wolf pack. Is is the yeah. he wolf coat. Um, Tony, you know, I had an honorable mention real quick. Uh, Justin, uh, uh, Josh Allen, our quarterback, Mm -hmm. I'm getting him a private concert by his favorite musical artist. No, not Haley Steinfeld, not Taylor Swift. Of course. No. Uh, Justin Bieber. Yes. Josh is a big, big believer. So I think only fitting for a birthday present is... A private concert from his biggest fan, Josh Allen, a Justin Bieber concert. Would
1: that be awkward? Did Justin Bieber date Haley Seinfeld at one point? I don't
0: think so. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Haley Baldwin.
1: All Haley's are the same.
0: (laughs) Which they are. Yeah, which, which they are. Can't fool me. Can't fool me with those Haley's. Um. By the way, speaking of Haley Steinfeld, do you think like when we talk about the Chiefs game, the ultimate reason for victory was Haley and Taylor Swift, our friends? So Taylor was like a mole. Wait for wait, the wait, Bills wait, organization wait, wait, wait. this whole season.
1: They did date. I'm not wrong. Oh wait. Oh, did they? Oh wait, did they or didn't they? The article's in Spanish, so it's tough. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Oh wait, was isn't dating Justin Bieber. She wants to set the record straight. The pair allegedly met after being introduced by a pastor, not a love connection. Okay. They didn't date. They, right, they almost dated. Bad. They almost right. dated. It almost was close to happening. It didn't end up happening. But you a lot of buzz, a lot of rumors. Like pasture. if you That's not good. if you Google it, there's like a lot going on.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Too young as far as these buzz celebrities. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you go, what do you think Vegas of that, is- that conspiracy? Taylor Swift, a mole for the Bills organization this whole season.
1: Taylor Swift is a mole? Singular. Oh, Sunday. Taylor yeah, Swift sent Haley Steinfeld to be a mole?
0: No, opposite. Taylor oh. is actually a Bills fan because she's friends with Haley mm-hmm. and was giving the Bills insider information this whole um, season. That's why the Chiefs' offense has been so bad. Is like right. Taylor's actually, and I mean, we use one of
1: those. We use like a Chiefs play this this game on them. Right, right. Uh, I like it. I like this theory.
0: I can buy it. We can, we can, we can run with it a little. I like this theory that Haley's like pulling her weight
1: in this. I, you I know.
0: I've been impressed. She's on the streets in New York and like. She doesn't the thing I've been most impressed about is uh mm-hmm. she doesn't get like the like the Queen Bee Britney had like a lot of like custom, gaudy, fashionable Bills gear, like Haley's shiny leather bills pants and stuff. Yeah, like Haley wears like old school Marv Levy era mm-hmm. baseball hats that looks like you got them from AmBets or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I respect that. Me too. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Down to earth, old school. Uh, Tony, you know who else is down to earth and old school? Well, you already mentioned his name. So, Mr. Marv Levy. Yeah. And his golden voice. Uh, you ready to talk some Bills Chiefs and throw it to Marv? I'm ready to throw it to Marv so that we can talk some Bills Chiefs. Let's go. Uh, Marv, take it away. We'll be back after the break. Go, go. Bills fight. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back. Tony, huge game Sunday. Bills Chiefs. It was it was a tumultuous. As, it was as a doozy. tumultuous as the week was leading up to it. Those three hours of that game, uh, were just painstakingly nerve-wracking, and anything you could think of for a Bills fan. Uh, But we have to start off, as we usually do, as we always do, with the So Bad It's Good review. I wrote it. I'm back to writing it. I'm not doing a a hiatus from my thing, like you are your thing. (laughs) Because you don't believe in social justice. You don't want to make a difference in the world. (laughs) Oh, well not not the right time tony just going with it Nope, you're sleeping not on this show. You're just just a sleep in the back whatever whatever are you ready for the so bad interview yeah. yeah here we go let's hear this scab. hit the music <laughs> week 14 we go to Arrowhead where Sean McDermott brought the team together and knew his calculus as he addressed the team before the big matchup saying, You plus me equals and I don't want to go there. But the uh, players had their coaches back, 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 and nobody more than James, the Swedish chef, cook as he and dirk and dirt his way to 141 all-purpose yards and Schmorgie Borgie's 40. An early touchdown. Miss piggybacking off that score, the Bills were helping Big Sean have the game in control as AJ Epines say it ain't so had the Chiefs fans wheezing in their seats with an early interception and Josh Allen thickly had the Chiefs experiencing some growing pains as his offensive teammates pushed him over the blurred goal lines for a score. The Chiefs mounted a comeback on the back of Rashi Rice-Aroni, and there was no Kansas City treat to be had as Von Miller danced with the stars on this night, mirror-balling out, mirror out in the end, finally making an impact. Patrick Mahomey and Clown Darius Homie don't play that game of football legally and got slapped upside the head with an offside before the potential game-winning play in living color. The Bills steal a victory like they're Chiefs a holic in a bank wearing a wolf suit and pit vipers holding up a bank teller. Bills win 2017. Tony, that's a so bad. It's a good review. Thoughts, notes. Alan Thicke, his
1: portrayal of Jason Seaver on Growing Pains. He had his that's where therapy office in the house. Yeah, Like a separate entrance that could also enter into the house. How would you, but like the house is what scares me in this. Like, how would you feel going to your therapist's office and you're like in a cul-de-sac and it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm just, now I'm just parking this guy's driveway and like going into the side door of this house. Right. And like, how would you, and like Kirk Cameron is playing basketball by himself in the driveway. I won't hit him (laughs) as I go to therapy. At that, or how that would you guy. feel as
0: that family having like people who go to therapy who might not be mentally stable just walking in your house? Oh, well, that wouldn't on your me. premises, and they had their separate
1: the, the patients had their separate entrance, it's all connected, <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> that wouldn't bother me so much. But from the patient perspective, I'm like, I'm a little skeeved out by this, I could use a formal office.
0: It's just growing pains, Tony.
1: These are the growing pains. It's
0: just growing pains. You know, yeah, I and mean, um, all of a sudden it's just
1: like then Leo shows up and like lives upstairs now. So it's just it's growing yeah. pains.
0: Why not? That's the old that's a like a typical sitcom trope of just like new character just now living with the main family. Step by step did that too with was they it did? Cody? He lived in well, like the backyard and like a Cody lived uh, in a van.
1: In the driveway, yeah, and a but van in always the backyard. Lived... He wasn't new, Cody always lived there. He was always there. He wasn't always there. He I kind of think there. he was. I kind of think he was there for I the whole know.
0: show, anyway. The code bills the are taking it step by step. This, this is like a bay season, the rest magnet. Of season. Oh, yeah, him and uh, him and JD, JT, JT? JD, JT, JT. Yeah. JD is scrubs. Yeah, that's right. Also, yeah,
1: that's right. That's a bay right. magnet. <laughs>
0: uh bill's taking it step by step here as it is really one game at a time uh coming into this game 500 move to seven and six with a huge victory uh a game that i was very not confident in going into it uh the chiefs coming off a big loss to the packers the bills coming off a bye week potentially being rusty rested but rusty uh this one scared me a little. If any gamblers out there know like teams coming off of big losses, especially good teams, usually by Vegas standards bounce back in a in a in a winning way the following week. And that's what I thought the Chiefs did, but maybe in the end the Chiefs aren't so good. Uh Tony, I think the big story before we get into what happened during the game, the crybaby Chiefs. The Chiefs were in my opinion exposed as A, hypocrites, and B, crybabies uh, for their post-game antics, uh, especially with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Jarek McKinnon also had some comments that were just, I don't know, just uncalled for and wrong in every way. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe this is uh, – we we as Bills fans experience the, the downs quite often, actually, uh, of – of supporting this team and when we see it or feel it falling apart we kind of we kind of share in those sentiments of players being frustrated but to do it in like a hypocritical way that the chiefs did and specifically I'm talking about the final seemingly the final play of the game where Kadarius Tony lined up offsides negating a, a touchdown on a crazy Lateral throwback on the same day that the original Music City Miracle. Lateral throwback. Frank Wycheck passed away, uh, which was, I was just like, man, what a billsy way to end this game, uh, a game we needed to win. Um, but just to for them to be so hypocritical about officials and the calls and saying that, well, nothing. Uh, about him lining off sides affected the play in the end. And it's Or they shouldn't have called it because it was just a cool play. <laughs> like, Guess what, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, Andy Reid, whoever. Like, If you want to take that stance, you wouldn't have a Super Bowl. You wouldn't be the super defending Super Bowl champions because there's a ticky-tack holding call that affected the outcome of a game uh, on the Eagles' in last year's Super Bowl. So uh, I I can appreciate them being mad at the officials. I can appreciate a lot of players being and coaches being mad at the officials, especially this year, because it seems like the officiating is on another level of bad uh, throughout the NFL. But the Chiefs, who are in a lot of ways the new Patriots, where it seems like they get every call, they get every advantage, the most – variant things that happen during a game, a fumble bounces their way or a turnover, you know, some wild variable always goes the Chiefs way. They're the new Patriots to me. For them to be on the other side of it for this game, it was kind of like, I don't know, like those tears, I was just kind of eating them up. Like give them to me, Chiefs, like cry baby Chiefs, I'll take it. (laughs) Really he like
1: licked. Cartman like licking the sides of licking the tears. Exactly. It's, like licking the yeah. tears and southwest.
0: Yep.
1: Matt, southwest yeah, southwest. their entitlement their entitlement was definitely revealed and was showing. Um yes. which I didn't like apply to them in my mind until until this incident happened. Uh really, until like I was like, Oh, that's your attitude about this. Hmm, I don't know about this guy. Like Patrick Mahomes, I was always kind of like, you know respectful indifference to now i'm like all right all right buddy like reel it in like get get hold of yourself you know (laughs) um agree with you that uh saying like because the play was great you gotta let it go no that is not how these things work and because you that's also affecting the timeline too because did kelsey do that knowing that it's like a free play you know knowing that you can take those kinds of risks since the, sure. the flag was already down um yeah not a good look for the chiefs and it's not like they didn't have their chances after you know there were still some plays after that that they blew but they blew it out of their own frustration is what i speculate um you know i speculate that they're right that and i didn't think that in the moment but then afterwards when they followed mahomes to uh dab of josh allen and he immediately starts going after it. I'm like, Oh boy, this guy is not a good look. He was clearly apparently like that's under his skin. So he, no wonder, um, he blew the last few plays, uh, and didn't handle the pressure very well. And then to say, and then to say everything, didn't make such a huge deal over it. I lost, I lost some respect for that guy.
0: Uh, on I, that one. I, I especially lost respect and I, and I have the same, um, Kind of approach to Patrick Mahomes. Like I don't like him as a football player because the Chiefs are always winning and whatnot. But you know, you watch the Netflix documentary quarterback, and like he doesn't come off as that bad of a guy. And I don't, I still mm-hmm. don't think he is. Um, you know, he's I just a sneakerhead, brother, and his wife any day. Trust me. Right. But I think the point in this game, especially post game for me, was the handshake afterwards, where instead of just sucking it up and being a good sport and saying, hey, good game 17 to Josh Allen, he's in his ear like unbelievable effing call. I can't believe the effing call. Like, dude, get over yourself. My gosh, you're eight and four, eight and five now, whatever it is. Like, this isn't the game in their schedule. Upcoming is not that difficult. Like, this isn't the game to like kind of expose yourself if you will like the bills are a good team they have performed up to their standards this season but i think we can all agree that they're a good team it's not like you lost to the carolina panthers on that call and mm-hmm. that was the panthers second win of the year <laughs> like like give me a break like nobody was embarrassed other than you throwing a hissy fit right um, especially after the eagles game like the Eagles game was, yeah. even though
1: the Bills lost, like there was a statement in that, that we, you know, um, that we should be seen as, you know, we're hanging with the big dogs in that game. And we, and we did that. And I, I think there were a lot of doubts that were put to rest in the Eagles game and then continue to be put to rest in the Kansas city game. Even though For like sure. For both sure. teams Especially- kind of had their, had their issues.
0: Yeah, and I don't think this was by any means a, a perfect game from the Bills, uh, especially in the second half. And again, we talk about this often on this podcast, about halftime adjustments, whether it's on the defense side of the ball or the offense side of the ball. In the Eagles game, they didn't seem to make a lot of halftime adjustments on the defensive yeah. side of the ball, couldn't get any stops. Uh, this time it was on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so obviously that's something they're going to have to work continue to work on moving forward, but let's talk holistically for a second before we get into the ins and outs of the game itself. Um, the gravity of this victory, we talked earlier in the show about uh, Sean McDermott's week and the team rallying behind him. Um, did you get that kind of after the game was over and we ended up on the, in the win column, the, the gravity of this victory, not only is like, coming out of that bad week they had prior, but also the gravity of kind of the season turning around a little bit, uh, you know, a team that maybe can make a run you look at the rest of the NFL, the rest of the AFC. I don't think anybody wants to play the bills in the playoffs. If they get in the playoffs, obviously it's jumping the gun a little here, but if they get in the playoffs, With a slew of backup quarterbacks fighting for these last two, three seeds in the playoffs, uh, the Bills are probably the most dangerous team. So the gravity of the victory afterwards was felt through the TV for me, for sure. Not only just Sean McDermott just kind of collapsing and, you know, putting his hands on his knees and you felt it from him but also just the team in whole. And as a fan, just like, okay, like we're back in it now. Right. Yeah. I took it as like, it's a validating victory to
1: this. You know, we can say Bill's got to take care of their own business and that's all that they can worry about, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But there's like some validity to that. I was like, yeah, we can take our own business and like, it can really pay off for us because we see what happens here. We see what happens with us and we take care of business uh, by beating the Chiefs. And then we see everything else in the league fall um, in our benefit, fall towards our benefit. Uh, so I think that I right. think that it was a huge, it seems like it should be a huge confidence booster um, to a Bills team that needs to believe, both in themselves and, and in the process. Uh, in this case, the process of take care of business and then you can make it in and then we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Just get in and we'll see what happens. Um, get in, keep stacking. Yeah, the, pro- the process kind of got put on blast uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this past two weeks. So um, again, as a source of just them having something to rally behind, having something to come together behind, um, you know, maybe that, maybe that article did more good than, than we ever thought it would. so, um, yeah, it was, it was just, it, it almost felt like last year's like DeMar game mm-hmm. with Naheem Hines returning to kickoffs and just the, vic- the weight of that victory. Um, and that, that was, I feel like this, this past Sunday was this year's version of that for me as a fan. Um, But I I think you made a good point about the team, like, believing again, you know, especially Mm -hmm. coming off a tough loss to the NFC champions in the Eagles prior to the bye week. Now going on the road again to the AFC champions and Super Bowl champion Chiefs and getting a win. I just think that's a big, big statement and and a big, um, a big catalyst into them, like, kind of believing That they can do this and they can kind of dig themselves out of this metaphorical pit and Mm -hmm. statistical pit, I guess, from a record perspective, Um, and then they can eventually get to the party in the pit, which is the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So, um, and the literal party in the pit, and the literal party in the pit, of course, which we're throwing, yeah, which we're throwing. (laughs) (laughs) T shirts coming out soon, by the way. Oh, baby. Party in the pit. I was, I was at um, the party in the pit. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the offense a little. Ever since Joe Brady has taken over, we've seen a whole, uh, I think, a wholesale change in, in how this offense is constructed, how mm-hmm. systematically it's run. And I don't think there's any bigger, um, evidence to that than the usage of james cook he was an absolute x factor in this game and i think we're finally realizing what we what james cook could have been when we drafted him this dual threat running back uh, i always compare him to an alvin kamara type and that's exactly how he was utilized this game i felt like uh, just From an all-purpose standpoint, just a huge game. Five catches, 83 yards, 10 carries, 58 yards. Um, I mean, for a guy who averages for his career close to six yards a carry, it almost seems like James Cook is, if the Bills were to make this run, if they were to get in the playoffs and make some noise, it's going to be behind not only Josh Allen, of course, because Josh Allen is, the most important player on the field, but it's going to be on the back of James Cook. Mm -hmm. It feels like to me, Uh, he's, he's really good. He's, he's very good. Uh, I saw a tweet from, um, on my timeline. I forget who it was from, but somebody said, uh, James Cook is going to go down as the best running back. The bills have had since shady McCoy. I'm like, Oh no shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the only person between shady and, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like the only person between Shady and Cook is Devin Singletary. And I love right. Devin Singletary. I thought he was good for what he was, but the bar isn't really high to leap over that from James right. Cook. So uh yes, I agree. He probably will and probably already is the best running back since Shady McCoy yeah. the Bills have had. <laughs> um watching the game, Tony, what do you think about uh, James Cook's performance? Uh it's like he's I mean <clears throat>
1: The telling thing to me is how we, you know, we had a functional offense and Gabe did nothing and it's because of and what Steph James Cook nothing. was doing. Yeah. And Steph did nothing. So really it's like the way the offense is, is it's like, you know, Steph is the biggest thing you have to worry about. And then the second biggest thing you have to worry about is the James Cook factor, the James Cook X factor, as the banner says. Um, Cause he, he's been showing up lately uh, and he's, uh, decent runner he's a patient runner we're using the way that we're using him i like that it's more than just uh you know like it's more than just in the flat but he is used as a receipt as like a you know as like a pseudo true receiver but like he's he's yeah being a receiver in so many different pockets and in so many different ways um i'm loving that versatility and it's opened up the whole offense it's really what we've been waiting for
0: I think it really has opened up the offense. It's given the offense a new dynamic and often a dynamic. We haven't had in Mm. the past four or five years here, Uh, probably since shady. And that's, that's the the true dual threat running back. Um, We always talk about like, and a lot of people talk about James Cook's patience. I think we need to start talking about his ability as a receiver too. And the way they're utilizing him and Joe Brady's utilizing him now and getting him, and and quite frankly, it's it's kind of trickled down into the whole offense, but mm-hmm. getting these guys in routes and in position to get yak, get yards after catch. That that's the big thing with Joe Brady to me is like when you look at his offense compared to Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey's offense just seemed like a lot of like 10 yard cutback routes where the guy's backs when they caught the ball were always to the defender. So they needed to take that second or two to catch the ball, turn around and then get back up to speed to get down. That's why there was no yak because these guys weren't in motion. They were at a standstill. And, you know, at the top of their route trees, they were also at a standstill. Now guys are in motion. Like that touchdown to James cook on the wheel route, I guess wheel route down the seam. I don't know if it's considered a wheel route, but again, not an X is an O's show, but um i mean again cause and effect of joe bray's offense like this guy does this to open up this this the cause and the effect and james cook was the effect on that play and he was in motion in stride like even those bubble screens while they didn't mm-hmm. work this game like i appreciate them using them they used them too much in my opinion and kept going back to it um and it was frustrating because it's It felt like a loss of a down, just like kind of a Latavius Murray run is Mm -hmm. just throw the down out. Um, But the bubble screens at least like you're putting Steph in motion and trying to get him the ball in space while he's already kind of moving forward. It's not just at a standstill. So I think that's the biggest thing with Joe Brady to me is like, Josh is now throwing these guys open, throwing these guys, hitting these guys in stride. We saw a play later on in the game. A huge play, actually, out of nowhere. Deontay Hardy Harris coming through with a catch, but that's like that's the route I want to see Deontay Hardy Harris running is across the field. Yeah, that's the I Isaiah like, McKenzie route. That's, I know that's the that's the guy is quicker than anyone else on the field route, and that's what Hardy is. He's not the guy who runs ten yards uh, on a post to the sidelines route. That's a that's a route for Gabe Davis, who's six, whatever, three. That's a that's a route for a guy who can go up and get the ball. Deontay Hardy Harris is fast. That is his whole game, and that is the only thing about his game. Send him across the field. Have him just get space to re- be able to run faster than the guy defending him. And usually he will. And it paid off. And I mean, it was so rare that he caught the ball and he was actually in on an offensive snap even uh <laughs> that he caught the ball and i was like jumping and i'm like who's that like i feel like i know this roster like the back of my hand and i'm just like 11 who who's a <laughs> um but that's the biggest thing i see from joe brady in these weapons is now they're in motion now they're throwing they're getting the ball uh as they're moving and not at a standstill um what what you? What do you? What have you thought about Joe Brady's offense uh, since I had, he's taken over?
1: I had the same reaction as you did when Hardy caught that ball. I like forgot right. who he was for a while, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's <laughs> active. He's not like it's, and especially with so many players on this team that are like, uh, that are on some form of uh, IR. Right. It's less like I like. I guess I lumped him in with them until. Just because I haven't seen him. I was like, oh, he must be in that. Like, I got, like, some article came across to me today about um, about Kyrie Elam's foot. Some foot injury from camp. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Kyrie Elam. Yeah. <laughs> he's still <laughs> yeah, on the team. Yeah, he's he's involved. So, it's just, yeah, it's one of those players that, like, fell through the crash. And we totally forgot about him. But that's exactly... What I was thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, Hardy like did it. And uh, you're right, I agree, it's because Brady is understanding these players, how to set them up for success better. Everything just felt like under Dorsey, like it was a square peg in a round hole. Um, yeah. And he wanted... A lot of forcing. Uh, yeah, like he wanted the players to adapt to him. I think Brady is better at adapting to the players, setting them up to be the, their best selves, uh, instead of the other way around. But I think, you know, and that's like that starts with Josh in that maybe Brady understands more what it means to have like a stud quarterback versus Dorsey. Who's used to having like stud supporting cast, as we've said many times in the past on this show.
0: Where would you mentioned Josh and he was, he was awesome. I mean, despite Mm -hmm. only having like 200 and, 30 something yards in the air and uh 30 something yards on the ground uh again i think the difference in this game between a bills win and a bills loss what could have been a bills loss was josh allen's improvisational ability and him Mm -hmm. extending plays uh it was a masterclass in that. And if that was the only thing he did good, uh, it was well worth it. Um, two plays stand out, of course. The Latavius Murray catch, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which catch we got very fumble, lucky yeah. that the ball went. Yeah. That a, it was deemed a catch. And B, the fumble went out of bounds and we retained possession. Um, but Josh, what, what were the advanced stats on that? Josh's? Heel was like three inches away from being out of bounds or something like crazy. Uh, he just extended the play. And then there was a, I think it was a fourth down earlier in the game where Josh rolls out and just kind of like stands there and pump fakes and freezes the defender, allowing Dalton Kincaid to get open. It was like a two yard pass where he mm-hmm. just kind of like flicked it to him in the end. But Josh's ability to, Just be patient now instead of forcing things is such a uh, Robert Royal fresh of breath air that we never saw under Dorsey. Again, you said square peg round hole, a lot of forcing things and no bigger evidence to that than Josh Allen himself just forcing throws that weren't there. Just so skittish in the pocket and I don't know what it was, but Even this game, we didn't see a great performance from the offensive line. They were allowing the defensive line for the Chiefs to get a lot of pressure on Josh Allen, but he was very smart. He was very calculated. He knew when to take a sack. He knew when to throw it away. He knew when to kind of slide in and out of pressure. He knew when to roll out and move the pocket. He knew when to freeze a defender and allow his guys that just extra split second to get open and extend the drive or make a play just the stats aren't crazy josh allen eye-popping as they typically are but the nuanced things stood out so much to me in this josh allen performance mm-hmm. sunday mm-hmm. couldn't agree more the flip, and and let's not
1: um you know Dalton Kincaid also deserves a lot of credit on that catch like he really laid out for it yeah. and i was like That was an amazing catch. Um, But that was kind of like the essence of this game was in those plays that you mentioned and some others. Because the whole vibe of the game was I was expecting it all to collapse. And then just every play I was like, like every play I was expecting to just have a dagger right to my heart. And then every play. Like how are they going to blow it? right and then every play like it didn't happen like something fell through and it just almost worked did. out and it worked out well it almost did on like every play and then there was always right. something to something to shield my heart um some some crazy occurrence and and you know the donk and play no exception uh but like the whole time up until up until the the clocks at zero i'm like oh well, this is just you know i never anticipated that kind of i never anticipated success once I just like, it wasn't if, but when, when will it all fall apart?
0: And that might be the and, biggest thing to take from this game is like, yeah. now they believe they can close out games. Now they believe like it's not everybody against them or there's right. this big conspiracy. Like, yes, it almost fell apart and was dagger through the heart a bunch of times, but in the end, He's made plays. Von Miller mm-hmm. made like an impact. Like Christian yeah. Benford, more power. Ha 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 ha. Getting a fumble. Forcing a fumble. Um, right. Aaron johnson recovery. Like they just found a way to to kind of like take that dagger out before it made its final blow or it. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like
1: there was, I don't know, there was always a way. And that, like you said with the confidence of they can do it i just hope that their attitude is not what it seems like the national attitude is of like well the chiefs would have won and maybe should have won if it wasn't for the toes but it's like no they had to stop patrick mahomes a bunch of times and sometimes it happened through the blitz sometimes it happened because von miller made a play sometimes it happened because you know the coverage was tight enough like this is and sometimes it happened because Patrick Mahomes is frustrated because he's only has Travis Kelsey doing a lateral in his mind. Uh, but when Vaughn made that play, I was like, wait, I, I like never believed it was Vaughn until afterwards. Yes. Vaughn Miller did something <laughs> is exactly it. Cause the whole time I'm like, Finally. Was, Vaughn? was Vaughn even in there? Cause are you like, if it's, if it's the moment where you need the closer on the field, To me, I'm still not at the point where I'm putting Vaughn on the field. I'm putting Oh, I'm not either. No, No. I'm putting Grut and Floyd on the field. I'm not putting Vaughn on the field yet. I want to believe I want to believe that I will someday. But I'm not there yet with Vaughn. But he's on the field. He knocked the elbow. Like it happened. So that was great. Vaughn is seen. That's almost what I that was almost one thing that I was gonna put for the Christmas gifts was Von Miller wants for Christmas what everyone wants to be seen. (laughs) and that's and finally like he's seen i see you von miller i hear you von miller
0: that's it (laughs) i mean we see you viewers and because we see you hit that like make sure you hit that like okay (laughs) uh no that that would be a that'd be a good choice he wants to be seen and i want to just want to see a that 20 progressive commercial come back yeah that's all i want Yeah. It'll come back, around. I hope so. I hope so. I, hope well, I think so. I think,
1: he'll find, I think um, he'll find his way back.
0: Yeah, it just seemed like when – and I know Sean McDermott relies on this, like the wild variables to occur, like a fumble or something to close games out for him or his defense to make a play. Um, we talked about it in the Eagles game of him reducing the margin of error to like pretty much minuscule. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this game was the rare occurrence that they actually did make plays, whether it was in the beginning with AJ Vanessa making a fantastic interception off of a screen pass or later in the game with Christian Bedford forcing a fumble or Von Miller, even doing something finally it only took him 14 weeks when he promised he would be doing something week one, but uh, he did something finally to impact a game. Uh, Guys stepped up this game. Despite the stats not being eye popping, despite the score not being very large, 20 points is nothing to write home about. They did what they needed to do to win. Um, And I think that's a big testament, especially coming off the week they did, um, to the fortitude of the team, to their confidence moving forward in themselves. and with how the rest of the week played out with Justin Herbert getting hurt and kind of the dolphins being injury riddled with Terry kill and their center being out for the year. Uh, things are looking a little better at one bills drive. I think mm-hmm. this week than they were before Sunday. So uh, of course the bills ultimately just have to do what they need to do. And that's when, and that's secure for all, of course. So uh, do what they need to do regardless of what other teams do and, and they'll be fine. But um, they got a lot of help. And I think that's something, whether it's impacting our own ga- our own team on the field and or whatever else is happening in the NFL, uh, getting help is something we cannot often say as a Bills fan. We don't seem to get a lot of help. Uh, whether it's the refs or just whatever billsy thing happens to this team in in any way, shape or form. So, um, but all the breaks happened in this game. It was a huge win. Um, the one thing I do want to see and we'll kind of end. Uh, this will be our final point uh, for the show. And we mentioned it before. These weapons need to get involved. Joe Brady needs to find a way to get these guys being more productive and specifically Stefan Diggs. The past four weeks, he's topped 35 yards, I believe, once in the past four weeks. So while Joe Brady has seemingly righted the ship on all the deficiencies of the Ken Dorsey offense, he hasn't seemed to figure out how to utilize Diggs. And maybe that was a positive with Ken Dorsey, is like all he knew how to do was utilize digs and how to get the ball to digs for 12 targets and eight, seven, eight catches a game and a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, but as the other pieces have changed, whether it's pre snap motion or utilization in the middle of the field or getting these guys, you know, yards after catch. Diggs' production has gone down. Gabe Davis's production, I wouldn't even say gone down because, it pops up once every six weeks, as we say here in this show. So I don't know if you can consider him having zero targets and zero yards going down. Uh he was wide open on that one play. Of course we have to recognize that. And um but there's also a lot of plays that he wasn't wide open for. And you could see that as clear as day because Gabe Davis was mic'd up to, for this game and it was a lot of um How do I say this nicely? Uh, A lot of clips not involving him as a player, but him as a spectator. Yeah. (laughs) Those were his mic'd up clips were him as a spectator. Uh, Even on the James Cook touchdown, he like runs a route and gets no separation. So, uh, yes, he was open on one play and it seemed like the way Dorsey's game plan was going, it kind of set up for that all game of them uh, the Chiefs, that is, defense uh, overselling on, on James Cooker, Stefan Diggs in the flatter and the short routes and Davis being open over the top. Uh, Josh missed him. It's one play out of whatever, 60, 70 that are run throughout the game. Uh, he needs to get open a lot more than he does. But uh, the Diggs disappearing act is the big concern for me. Tony, are you concerned with that moving forward here? Or do you just yes. think a consummate professional and we'll figure it out?
1: Well, both. Um, I, I am concerned, you know, on like a systemic level about Diggs's lack of production, I guess. But part of me is also like maybe, I guess like that the sample size isn't big enough to make a fair judgment on this. I mean, Kansas City, like, you know, sneezed pretty good. Like they had a plan for Diggs. I would expect a team like Kansas City to effectively execute a plan that they have for someone like Diggs you know we'll see what happens with dallas like i i don't think that it's i'm not like concerned yet but if it starts to get like really serious in terms of wins and losses and tight games and the offense not looking uh as efficient as it could and should then yeah i'm gonna be concerned like i'm gonna be like if you think we're gonna beat the Dolphins. And this is how we're using digs like that's not going to happen so um i'm i'm eager to see how it all plays out and shakes out in the next like two weeks i guess dallas secondary a little banged up like it's you know we'll see what happens there and then i don't know and then we'll see what happens after i guess but uh i i also want to remember that who You know, there were a couple of blown plays to digs in the flat on those on those lateral routes. Right. That could have increased the stats significantly. You know, I mean, you know, has a lot of drops. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, So, like, I mean, it's his own doing in some ways.
1: Yes, that's. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. He's got to get his head. He's got to get his head off of Neff, the nefarious Neff. <laughs> this
0: game. Should we bring Ken Dorsey back just as like like not even a quality control coach, but just like a Stefan Diggs coach? Yes, I like this idea. Yes.
1: <laughs> just keep just him grounded like,
0: Just keep him centered. Just you know, filter even farther down in terms of like uh even from head coach to positional coach to coordinator to positional coach, now to just single player coach right i like i like that idea i think that's the i love this i, I love the, this idea nfl coaching tree mm-hmm. and it would be good for steph in terms of like
1: steph probably thinks he should have his own coach so <laughs> probably this is like, like perfect. i, I guarantee you I will not be dorsey. give him what he needs
0: yep it'll be it'll be chef darian brian before it's ken dorsey
1: yeah <laughs>
0: no right uh dalton kincaid and dawson knox each have their own individual tennis ball coach sometimes it feels like they do i can't because it's like all they do they do that so much of the time is the tennis ball i know i know dawson knox Uh, welcome back by the way dawson knox welcome back get some tennis balls in your wrists he was fine i mean yeah he was okay I I, i was i was worried they were gonna like over over utilize the 21 personnel again it's like me well, too. Going back to this Me thing too. that didn't work. Yes, but I thought I it was, was a really good balance. Too. Me too. I thought it
1: was fine. I agree.
0: I had the same <laughs> I was like, concerns. Oh great! Here we go. We're forcing this. Uh, next week we're gonna do. Um, I have ideas because I've been wondering, of course, what uh, what Ken Dorsey's up to these days. Speaking of old Katie, uh, hmm. I have ideas of the the autobiography he's writing. Some titles that I want to run across, to see if they stick yeah okay I like this idea okay because <laughs> that's why I gotta imagine that's all he's doing is like collecting his thoughts on Refle- his time yeah reflecting and writing his memoirs just, yeah he's just writing his memoirs mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have some titles we'll have to we'll come up with some titles next week and uh, we'll we'll give them to your viewers and see what you think uh, Tony uh, any other thoughts about the game before we wrap up any other thoughts about the bills moving forward? Uh, off this big victory. Uh, yeah, Matt, I'm not worried about the game of the past. I am I am in Cowboys mode,
1: and I'm only worried about the Cowboys. That's all I can worry about. Um, and it's the last game at the stadium before Christmas. So, I mean, you know, worried about that. I'm a, I'm a little see. worried about the Cowboys as well. Yeah. Well, I'm not – I'm actually, like, I don't know. I feel okay about the Cowboys because the Bills way, historically – is that we would beat the Chiefs and then we would beat the Cowboys and we would lose it to the Patriots or like to some, like we would lose it in a way that doesn't make sense. That's the Bills' way.
0: Don't you feel like the Bills always have um, a game, whether it's the drought-era teams or the Allen-era teams, one game at home where there's like, where you just walk in, you're like, there's no way we win this game. And then we blow the team out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i hope so remember hope like uh this, i hope that's how this sunday goes down
0: remember like um the packers game when bakari rambo had like two well interceptions. that's what
1: i always think about that's what i was thinking about is is in like, this. no way so we're gonna win way that way game we beat the packers and then lost to the raiders right and that's what got us out
0: but i mean so we packers haven't had, had that game. one game it's my favorite game that i've ever been to so the bakari like rambo the game fun.
1: oh yeah it was the best. Time. I still,
0: I still believe in Bakari Rambo. Bring him back. Me too. Yeah, was we should bring hurt? him back. Sure, we should. We He's should. great. There always seems to be that one game, and we haven't had yeah. that one game this season. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not confident. The Cowboys, I think, are a, a very good team who just put a beat down on the Eagles, uh, pretty bad this past Sunday. Um, so, and the Bills coming off a huge victory. Against the Chiefs, maybe falling back to, to the mean here, or the median, or the mode. I don't know. I'm not a math guy. But, it's not the mode. Uh, <laughs> it's not the mode. Um, so I, I'm, I'm worried in, in a lot of aspects. I think that Dallas has are very good in all three phases, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of offensive weapons. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard. Uh, Jake Ferguson's coming along as like a, a very good tight end. Dak's having a good year and the defense is scary. Good secondary. Stefan Gilmore returning to Buffalo mm. has me a little concerned. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he'll finally be on national television. Congrats, Stefan. <laughs> Something you never got as a Bill. Yep. Yeah. That was his big beef, right? He never got on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It was said like his fam- now his family can watch him. Yeah, right. They'll play for New England. Okay. Now, he, now they can. Um, and hopefully they can watch him as the Bills beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, I'm not feeling confident, but again, there's always that one game that shocks me. Bill's at home, and uh, we haven't had that game, and we don't have a lot of chances to have that game uh, with the upcoming schedule. So the Dallas game would be a perfect, shocking victory where they, if they were to pull it out. So um, with that, Tony, what do you say we wrap it up? Sounds good. Let's do it. Thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozie starting at just $5. Perfect stocking and stuff. You got less than two weeks before the holidays, before Christmas. Get on travelinggrowler.com. Order an item for your friends and family. Awesome, awesome product. Shop local, support local traveling growler.com. Uh, of course, if you are listening on audio this week, you can find the podcast or the show audio version anywhere you're podcasts or listen to for free Spotify, iTunes on the built in Buffalo network uh, subscribe, like comment here, but also subscribe on wherever you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify. I do uh, what's it called? out center or something overcast. That's what it's called. It's called overcast. Uh, anywhere you listen to it, uh, make sure you find us on built in Buffalo. Uh, Twitter handles. You can find the podcast and the show at Woody sports, seven, one, six, right there on the bottom. Uh, make sure you give us a follow. Bill's mafia, Sabers swords, people, trademark pending on Twitter X or Instagram at Woody sports. Seven, one, six. We love following back. Uh, Winning Not Funny Sports on Facebook and TikTok. Give us a follow on all platforms. Love following back. Uh, and however you consume this show, uh, if this is your first time viewing or if you are a frequent viewer, uh, we like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate that. And truly do mean that through all the ridiculousness and uh, all the talk we, we do every week and all the segments we do. And uh, we appreciate you commenting and liking. And if you haven't, please take a second and do so. It, it helps us out and makes us feel good. Uh, Put a smile on our face. So uh, check us out. Audio, video, uh, YouTube and Facebook built in Buffalo page for video. If you're not watching now and want to watch later or tell your friends about it and they can watch later on the built in Buffalo, Facebook or YouTube page um, podcast or teespring.com. Look at these wonderful t-shirts hoodies crewnecks uh anything all original all super cool all super good icebreakers and conversational pieces uh for your bills viewing party or tailgate uh perfect holiday gift as well uh support the podcast witty not funny store uh search teespring witty not funny all one word on google Uh, we just added adults and kincaid we have our dare to digs t-shirt uh, the Dalton Kincaid one is actually super cool. It's probably our best-looking T-shirt. So, uh, it, it, of course, we gotta emphasize Dalton Kincaid saying Dute, "doot DOT. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it means, but it gets the people going, as Will Ferrell says in *Blaze of Glory*. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> check out the T-shirt store and uh, you know, buy a piece of apparel, support the podcast today. Tony send off for the listeners. That's all I got. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week. We have funny sports live. As we always say, go bills. Stay witty out there. Everyone. Thanks for viewing. Peace. Bye.